Isaiah 7 from verse 14. Can we go? Isaiah chapter 7, I'll read from verse 14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. It says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Emmanuel is with us is God. If with us, that's the literal reading of the word Emmanuel in the Hebrew. It means with us is God. It says the Lord himself will give you a sign. So this is the prophet Isaiah speaking 2,000 years before this baby was born. It says God will give you a sign. And what is the sign? It says behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Oh hallelujah. This was a man who have never seen a virgin give birth before but he prophesied as he was commanded. He says the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And his name shall be called Emmanuel. Now let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 1 from verse 22. Matthew chapter 1 from verse 22. It says, So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. He's talking about the prophet Isaiah. And what was this prophet? He says, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God with us. Oh, hallelujah. Then look at verse 24. Then Joseph being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn and his name and he called his name Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Turn your Bibles with me to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 from verse 13. I'm giving you the background of this story. You know, many don't know who Jesus is. Some people think that Jesus is one of is a, is a, is a junior God. And they say, they say the Son of God. Son of God actually means God in human flesh. Can you say amen? But we say Son of God. Son of God doesn't mean just a, a guy that was born by his father. No. Son of God, the, the, the Hebrew region of Son of God means God in human flesh. That's the reason why the Pharisees got offended when Jesus said, I am the Son of God. They said, what do you mean? You are calling, he says, how can you a man? Because when he said, I'm the Son of God, he said, how can you a man make yourself God? I see that because they understood the rendering. Because they knew that Son of God means God in human flesh. Now, Isaiah said that a, a, a woman shall conceive a baby as a virgin, as a sign, and his name shall be called with us as God. Then Paul began to give us, and sorry, Matthew began to tell us the same story about this man who was born, this boy who was born. And he says that just as the prophet prophesied 2,000 years ago, glory to God. He says, now it is fulfilled before your very eyes that this woman Mary now has conceived a child without any human intercourse. And the Bible says that Joseph didn't touch her he didn't have sex with her until she gave birth to her firstborn, which is Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Now, this Jesus, who is Jesus? Jesus is God. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is God. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is God. Now, who is this Jesus? Let's look at it. Titus chapter 2 from verse 12. Look at it. Titus chapter 2. I'll, I'll read from verse 13. If you read from the NIV, it's beautiful. It says, looking for the blessed hope and 
glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, who? Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is our great God. Tell your neighbor, Jesus Christ is our great God. He's our great God and Savior. So he's not just Savior. He's not just Savior. He's also a great God. That's what the Bible lets us know. It says, Jesus Christ is the great God and our Savior. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 19. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 19. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19. You know, let me tell you something. What I'm about to show to you this morning, if you don't get it, then you don't understand Christmas. Christmas, Christmas is, you know, you, you, you can be eating all the chicken, eating all the jollof rice, eating all the nice stuff. But if you don't get what I'm about to say this morning, you have not understood what Christmas is all about. You know, when Jesus came, he was God with us. But God's plan was more than that. God didn't just want Jesus Christ to just be with us. He had something greater than that. But I'm trying to show you, I'm giving you the background, the, the, the progression of how things are in order in God's kingdom. So the first thing is that this, 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 this Jesus Christ, who was God, was born by a woman called Mary as a virgin. Now, she has moved from there. Now, we are seeing that this man who was walking the earth as a young boy, maybe when he was one year old, two year old, in fact, Mary carried him as a baby. This baby she was carrying was the great God. Oh, glory to God. Can you imagine somebody say, I'm carrying God? This woman was carrying, literally she was carrying God because he was God in human flesh. Glory to God. Now look, who is this Jesus? Look at, look at verse 19. He says, for it pleased the Father, Colossians chapter 1 verse 19. He says, for it pleased the Father that in him, who is him? In Christ, all the fullness should dwell. That means Jesus Christ is the body of God. I told you before, if you want to see God, you look at Jesus. Why? Because Jesus actually is the body of God. Bible says that he pleases the Father, that the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in Jesus. So Jesus Christ is the body of God. This Jesus is the body of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. Colossians 2 9. It says, look at it again. I just show you in verse 19, right? Now look at it in chapter 2 verse 9. It says, for in him, in Jesus, Dwelleth, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Tell your neighbor bodily. So this Jesus, the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in this man Jesus. Glory to God. He says, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. Glory to God. So there is no Christmas until you arrive at the point I'm going this morning. There's no Christmas. You don't understand Christmas if you don't get this point. Let's go back to Colossians chapter 1 from verse 26. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 26. It says, now I want to show you, what I'm about to show you now is where Christmas begins. Because if you only have the revelation of Jesus is with me, Jesus is with me, he's with me, he's Emmanuel, God with us. If that's all you know about Jesus, you haven't gotten it yet. You have not arrived at God's destination. Because God's plan was more than just Emmanuel. Are you following what I'm telling you? So there was a mystery that God hid, hid from the prophet. The prophet did not know this mystery. Are you following? There's this mystery that was hidden from all ages and generations. There was no prophet that ever prophesied this. God kept it as a mystery. 
so that to offer us today who enjoy this mystery. What is this mystery? Let's read together. Are we together now? Um, let's read together in concert. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 26. If you're there, say I'm there. If you're there, if you're not there, say wait for me. Are we all there now? Let's read together. I want to go. Let's go. Hold on. Some, some people are not reading. You have Bibles. Let's read the Colossians chapter 1, verse 26. I want you to see to your Bible. So you will understand the true meaning of Christmas. What Christmas is really all about. It is more than Emmanuel. Because with some of the prophets that God has told us that Emmanuel will come. God with us. But something bigger has happened to us. Oh, glory to God. Are we ready now? Let's read together. I want to go. The mystery which has been hidden from ages after generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. So he's saying that now this, this, this mystery has now come home to the saints. Who is talking to the saints? Us. Now look at verse 27. Let's read together. One, to go. Let's go. To them God will to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is this mystery? It says, which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Say, Christ is in me. Say, Christ is in me. Every time you are born again, you are born into Christ. Christ comes to live in you. He is no more just Emmanuel that is beside you. No, he has come to live inside you. That means everywhere you go, Christ is going with you. Are you seeing what I'm telling you this morning? This is what Christmas is all about. So this mystery was hidden from the prophets. All the prophets never knew. They only knew that Emmanuel was going to be born as a, as a virgin. From, from a virgin. That's all they knew. But I would say that God hid it from all generations and all ages. And what is this mystery? It says to make known this mystery to us, the saints, the Gentiles, among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. See, Christ in you is your hope in this life. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Christ in you is your hope of glory. Whatever glory you're going to express in your life is when Christ comes to live in you. Say, Christ is in me. Say, Christ is in me. You see why you can do anything in your life? Because Christ has come to live in you. Every time you raise your hand, Christ is raising his hand. When you speak those words, it's coming from within you because Christ is in you. Jesus said that I and my Father will come and make our home, will come and make our abode in you. Glory to God. I said glory to God. And let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. Oh, I'm showing you this mystery. This is what Christmas is all about. So every time we're celebrating, um, Christmas, you know, we say Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. But I'm telling you, he is the reason for the season. And you are also the reason for the season. Glory to God. Because without us, there will be, there, I mean, if Christ didn't come to live in us, what's the point? There's, if, if not because of us, he will not even be born in the first place. Glory to God. So we are celebrating Christmas. We are saying, oh, Christ is in me. Glory to God. That's the celebration. That's what makes Christmas exciting. So as we are tearing the chicken, we say, Christ is in me. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Now look at it from verse 14. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Oh, Ragabade. It says that he will grant you according, look at the prayer, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through the spirit in your inner man. That Christ, oh man, that Christ may dwell, may dwell, look at it, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, what is the length, what is the depth, 
what is the height to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that means scientific knowledge that you oh look at it let's read one together now I want to show you what is what Christmas is all about Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19 are we all there let's read together one to go to know the love of her huh? Aha, that he might be filled with all what? With all the fullness of God. This is Christmas. Tell somebody this is Christmas. Say, um, listen, listen, listen. This doesn't happen to every Christian. You can because the level of your life today is dependent on the revelation that you know. Are you following what I'm telling you? So the Bible says, be being filled with the Spirit. So you can be born again. Christ can be in you, but you are not full with all the fullness of God. Because if it's happening that way, why would you need to pray it? He was praying that Christ may dwell in your heart, be rooted in your heart, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. How do you get filled with all the fullness of God? The Bible tells us, it says, be not drunk with wine, wearing in excess. It says, but be being filled. So being filled with the Spirit is not a one-day experience. It's a continuous experience. It says, be being filled. Be being, tell, tell somebody, be being filled. Tell somebody, be being filled. What does that mean? And it tells us that in the book of Ephesians chapter 18, when you read it, it says, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. It says, making melody in your heart to the Lord. It says, giving thanks and it says, submitting. That's all. It says, so in your Christian life, as you live your life, learn to sing. Just somebody learn to sing. Learn to sing. Learn to sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Learn to make melody in your heart to the Lord. You know, somebody said, how do you make melody in your heart to the Lord? Tell somebody, make melody. Make melody. So I go, man. Somebody say, ah, boy, you're disturbing me. Tell the person, hey, that's your business. I'm making melody in my heart to the Lord. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. You know, if if God was um, using our voice for us to enter heaven, some of us would not get to heaven. <laughs> Am I right, precious? Huh? You are thinking, you are not sure. <laughs> if God was using our dancing skills to join us together, some of us will not even see it. We'll just, we'll just be like one of my friends who, when he wants to dance, is like a log of wood. His body doesn't used to move. I went to his wedding. His body doesn't used to move. On his wedding day, this guy entered into the wedding like this. Like this. They say, dance, nothing. No move, no move. Nothing. They say, dance on husband to man. Nothing. He cannot do anything. Even the training exercise, nothing inside him. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 verse 29. Look at this Jesus. What he has done for us. Colossians chapter 1 verse 28. 28. 28. Verse 28. Because we started from verse um, 27. We're going back there again. It says, Him will preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Say, God's word is working in me mightily. Say it again. Say, God's word is working in me mightily. That's the... That's the revelation that we have today in Christ. So now, Christ is not just Emmanuel. 
he has come to live in me. So say, I say, Christ is in me. But that's not enough. He says, he wants me to be filled with all the fullness of God. That I'm filled with all the fullness of God. Now what is working in me will work mightily in my life in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen, somebody? Now let's look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Like I was trying to explain to you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, and be not drunk with wine. Where is this for Christmas they get drunk with wine? <laughs> it says, be not drunk with wine. Where in excess, it says, but be what? But be filled with the Spirit. So tell somebody, be being filled with the Spirit. Now look at your Bible. Do you see a full stop there or a comma? What do you see there? What do you see there? Talk to me. What do you see in your Bible? A comma telling you it's not done. Now he wants to tell you how do you get filled with the Spirit. Now listen very carefully. Getting filled with the Spirit is very simple. Tell your neighbor is very simple. Any Christian can be filled with the Spirit. How do you do it? He says speaking to one another. The, actually the word is there. He's speaking to yourself. Say I talk to me. <laughs> say it again. Say I talk to me. You know I remember sometimes but I remember those early days, my wife, my wife and I were dating then. She would just hear me talking, talking, talking. I can talk for 30 minutes, one hour. And she would be wondering, is this guy okay? Is something wrong with him? Then she understood later that this is how he is. Because I've learned to talk to myself. I talk to myself. I look at myself in the mirror. I say, you are going places in the name of Jesus. I say, the word of God is working mightily in you. He says, speaking to yourself in Psalms. In Psalms. There's somebody in Psalms. God has given us Psalms. So you can pick Psalm 23. He says, you know, you may be having a want in your life. You may be having lack in your life. You may be going through financial hardship in your life. But you say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You look at the, the lack. You look at the financial need. I say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. I don't stay on dry pasture. I stay on green pasture. He leads me through. You see that? So, so you are speaking psalms to yourself. Oh, says, speak psalms. Speak psalms. He says, the Lord was Psalm, Psalm 27. Psalm 27. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He says, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the enemy came up against me, they stumbled and fell. That means no enemy will be able to have success over me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I triumph over every circumstance. I triumph over every problem in my life. Glory to God. He says, speaking to yourself in Psalms, then he said, what? In hymns. You like to sing hymns. And he says in spiritual songs. He says, singing. Tell somebody, singing. I said, thank God, God is not using the quality of our voice. Now, if you cannot sing, you can speak. So, if you cannot sing the song, you speak the song. So, you're like, this song we're singing, if you see your brother for road, you can say, if you see your brother for road, tell her, because people have crocodile voice. <laughs> Glory to God. So, you speak. Number one, speaking. Number two, what? Singing. Number three, says, making melody in your heart. Everybody can make melody. And it says, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Philippians chapter 2 verse 19. Philippians 2 19. Let's look at this. Oh, glory to God. It says, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly that I may also be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no other like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Hallelujah. I think I'm breathing. 
Oh, tak mais cima, mas ok. <risos> Filipias 1,19. Actually, Filipias 1,19. Says, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? I said, Can you say amen? So, Jesus Christ was a boy who was born in the earth as a little child. He was born and the prophet said, his name shall be called Emmanuel. That means God with us. Now this God with us walked the earth 33 years. They saw him, they touched him. In fact, James never even knew that this was truly son of God. He didn't know. <coughs> and James was his brother from the same father and mother. Hello? John also, um, not, not John, Jude was also Jesus' half-brother too. Are you following? Because he was born by Joseph and um, Mary. Jesus also has sisters. Hello? Jesus looked like them. They talked to each other. So they never knew that this was truly um, God that they were seeing. I'm telling you, they, they didn't know. Even one time, um, Jesus told Peter, he said, the son of man will die, and after three days, he'll come back alive. Peter said, stop talking that nonsense. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, sit down. Are you following? Now, let me tell you the one that shocked all of them. When Jesus was arrested, they thought it was a joke. Huh? Before they knew it, they put him in prison. Before they knew it, they brought him before Pilate. Pilate said, I watched man of this matter. Guess what? The Jews slaughtered him. They killed him. Guess what? When Peter heard that Jesus had died, huh? they said, what? And but this man was saying, he is the son of God. In fact, Peter even prophesied. He says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, son of God has died. Do you know why they went to hide him? Do you know why? Because how can son of God be killed? No, talk to me. How can son, son of God, God in human flesh, be killed by human beings? So they got confused. How can God be killed? But guess what? Jesus proved himself to be son of God by the resurrection from the dead. When he came out of the grave, they knew that truly this was the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet this morning. Open your mouth and speak in other tongues. Wherever.